Hello there, I'm Brandon Julian, the host of the Update Podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying your weekend. We have been banished from new episodes until Monday, but much like celebrity Jeff hoaxes, we will be popping up intermittently until then. While you can still hear new episodes of the Update every weekday, on weekends we will be looking into our archives from the past three years. In the past three years, we've covered a lot, both good and bad. Now, I don't want anybody to panic, because uh, while I might sound a little bit differently in our archived episodes, just with really better microphone quality and occasional co-hosts, know that we'll be back to new episodes on Monday. So again, enjoy the rest of your weekend. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have any more of your weekend. (laughs) We'll see you on Monday, and in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy our archived episodes all weekend. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well, take care of each other, and we'll see you back here for a new episode of The Update on Monday. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Good afternoon. Justice Department lawyers are now saying that new claims casting the addition of a citizenship question to the 2020 census in a devious light are false. We'll have the latest details. In the Bronx, noted jazz drummer Lawrence Lathers was found dead outside of a Bronx apartment in a love triangle, a deadly one. Mets announcer Ron Darling is returning to the team's broadcast booth tonight following surgery to treat thyroid cancer. In Virginia, Governor Ralph Northam is now calling for a special legislative session on gun control and is insisting that his proposals be voted on by the entire state legislature, uh, saying that uh, Friday's killings in Virginia Beach call for, quote, Votes and laws, not thoughts and prayers. And the cost of tariffs could impact your next meal at Chipotle. They say the Trump administration's threatened tariffs on Mexican products could add $15 million to its cost this year. This is the update, Tuesday, June the 4th, 2019. You're listening to 90.3 WKRB. Brooklyn's best rhythmic station. And now, Brandon Julian with an hour of news and information. And your exclusive WKRB forecast. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Everything you need to know because anything can happen in New York City. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the update on a Tuesday it's so beautiful outside that uh, you can just, uh, I don't know, you could just uh, wander around outside for a little bit and uh, not worry about and just lose track of time. That's what happened this morning. But it is a beautiful afternoon throughout, and uh, we're looking forward to a great rest of the day. I'm Brandy Julian. Thank you so much for joining us. 
We have a lot of news to get to this afternoon. Uh, We will begin with lawyers at the Justice Department. They say that the new claims casting the addition of a citizenship question to the 2020 census in a devious light are false. The papers filed late on yesterday in Manhattan Federal Court in advance of a hearing tomorrow. The hearing was called after opponents of adding the question claimed last week that they'd unearthed new evidence linking the addition of the question to a Republican redistricting expert who said they wanted to aid white people and Republicans. The Justice Department lawyer said that the assertions are, quote, not only false, but legally irrelevant. They said the new claims were an attempt to stop the Supreme Court from issuing a ruling by July on whether the question can be added to the 2020 census. The high court seems poised to approve the question. We'll see what happens there. On to some of the other news of this Tuesday. And the majority owner of a former Trump-branded hotel in Panama is now accused the president's company of evading taxes in the country. A filing in New York federal court yesterday alleges that President Trump's hotel management company evaded income and Social Security taxes when it managed the former Trump Ocean Club International Hotel and Tower. Uh, The new accusations are part of a protracted, uh, bitter dispute between Trump's company and Orestes' Finkley's. It's the majority owner of the 70-story seaside shale-shaped building. Uh, The filing says that Trump's company misrepresented salaries paid to employees and other financial records. Uh, The Trump organization, however, says that it didn't evade taxes. Uh, Judicial officials in Panama had ruled against Trump's company early last year, and Trump's name was removed from the facade. The building is now managed by the U.S. Hotlier Marriott International. WKRB Newstime now going on 12.03. In the Bronx, noted jazz drummer Lawrence Leathers has found dead outside of a Bronx apartment. Police say the 37-year-old Leathers was found on Sunday in a stairwell outside the apartment he shared with 41-year-old Lisa Harris. Police say Leathers was involved in a physical dispute with Harris and a man. They say Harris punched him and the man, 28-year-old Sterling Aguilar of Brooklyn, and placed him in a chokehold. Leathers was pronounced dead at the scene. Both Harris and Aguilar were arrested yesterday on assault charges, it wasn't immediately clear if they had lawyers who could comment. Letters, a native of Lansing, Michigan, worked on two Grammy Award-winning albums by Cicely McLaurin Salvant, who posted a link of Letters playing on Instagram. Drummer E.J. Strickland remembered Letters also on Instagram as, quote, one of the most musical, swingingest, honest drummers out there. To Long Island we go this afternoon out of Massapequa, where police there have identified the remains of a body buried in a shallow grave over two years ago as Brian Stephen Cho Lemus of Uniondale. Police released the 18-year-old's identity yesterday. 
His remains were unearthed in the heavily wooded Massapequa Preserve on Friday. Police had earlier said that the victim was one of 11 people killed by MS-13 gang members back in 2016. Nassau County Police Commissioner Patrick Ryder said authorities have combed the park more than a dozen times searching for human remains. He said detectives found the body after police dogs pointed to an indation in the ground. The body was found near where police found the remains of 18-year-old Julio Esposante Gonzalez back in 2017. Three reputed MS-13 members have been been charged in Esposante Gonzalez's death. Meanwhile, up north in Westchester County, Authorities there say a suspect in a drug bus was killed and two police officers were injured during a shootout at a motel. The Journal News reports that the officers from the Greenberg and Dobbs Ferry Departments were taken to hospitals with non-life-threatening injuries following the incident last night in Ardsley. Village police say officers were helping the FBI with a drug raid at the Ardley Arces Motel when the suspect opened fire at around 10.30. WKRB News Time is now 12.06. To the state capitol in Albany we go now, where New York would be the first state in the union to ban the declawing of cats under legislation that's heading to a vote in the legislature. The Senate and the Assembly are both expected to take up the bill today. Declawing a cat is already illegal in much of Europe, as well as in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Denver. Uh, Supporters of the ban here in New York include animal welfare advocates, cat owners, and veterinarians, who argue that the practice is cruel and barbaric since it involves the amputation of a cat's toes back to the first knuckle. But the state's largest veterinary association has opposed the bill. It says the procedure should be allowed as a last resort for felines that won't stop scratching furniture or humans. Meanwhile, this afternoon in the legalizing marijuana debate, Governor Cuomo has now said that he doesn't believe it's feasible for lawmakers to legalize it this year. Cuomo told reporters yesterday that he doesn't believe there is enough sufficient support to pass the measure in the Senate. Cuomo says that he backs the legislation of marijuana, but that the issue still remains controversial for many legislators. legislators. And he says that recent failure of legalization efforts in New Jersey sapped some of the momentum here in New York. Lawmakers insist that they're not giving up on passing the legislation before they adjourned on June 19th. Last week, Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins, the Democrat from Yonkers, said that lawmakers are working to find compromises. Uh, Despite the broad support for legalization, there are disagreements about the regulatory details and whether the bill should include provisions for expunging past low-level pot convictions. WKRB News Times now 12.08. And finally this afternoon in Middletown, New Jersey, a proposal for nearly one bill for a nearly one billion dollar pipeline 
that would carry natural gas from Pennsylvania's shale fields through New Jersey and out into the water before reaching the city and Long Island faces some key hurdles this week. New Jersey officials will decide tomorrow on permits for the Northeast Supply Enhancement Pipeline. Opponents, however, hope a denial will stop the project, even though it survived a similar rejection last month here in New York and remains under consideration there. Oklahoma-based Williams Company says it's needed to ensure adequate heating and energy supplies to New York and that it can be built safely and with minimal environmental disruption. Opponents still say it will stir up tons of highly polluted sediment and reverse decades of hard-won environmental improvements in Raritan Bay. L.E. Caribbean News Time now, 12.09. We still have a lot more to cover on the update on a Tuesday afternoon. You can get distracted out there. It definitely is beautiful. We'll give you a check of your traffic and weather together. And then we're going to talk some sports, including how Mets announcer Ron Darling is returning to the Mets broadcast booth tonight following surgery for thyroid cancer. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. This is the update, Brandon Julian, on a Tuesday afternoon on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. WKRB News 10 at 12:11. Let's get you started with a check of the local subways this afternoon. Uh, your four, five, six, seven trains on the Staten Island Railway, they have midday planned work on them. For more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the My MTA app. Uh, other than that, it's a pretty decent day. All the other subways are running on or close to schedule. Briefly checking the roadways for you in uh, northern Queens, the BQE going eastbound. There's an accident taking out the right lane at the Kosciuszko Bridge. You're backed up to McGinnis Boulevard and Humboldt Street over at exit uh, 33. 
In the Bronx, uh, on the Hutchinson River Parkway southbound, there's another accident taking out the left lane. Over at Exit 5, as you head toward Orchard Beach and uh, City Island, Co-op City. And on the Jersey side, near the George Washington Bridge, there are some ramp restrictions. It takes you out over toward uh, over toward the tolls. Uh, alternate site parking is suspended today for Id Al-Fitr, and that's effect for today, tomorrow, and for Thursday as well. But you do have to pay the meters all three days. They're still in effect, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Uh, let's take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. It's beautiful enough that you can really get distracted. You know, you're supposed to be getting somewhere, and then you stick a stroll by the park or on the bus. You feel how warm the weather is, and you can get distracted out there. That's what... <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened to us this morning. Point is, it's a beautiful afternoon out there. So definitely get out there and enjoy it. For the rest of this afternoon, we'll have sunny skies, highs around 72. And then for tonight, we'll have partly cloudy skies, uh, lows around 64. Uh, Currently outside right now, it is 62 degrees and sunny. Humidity at 42%, winds out of the north at 5 miles per hour. 62 degrees. We're going up to around 72 this afternoon on another classic spring day. WKRB News Time is now 1214. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. Anyway, you know that... uh, all the local teams were off last night. It was your perfect night to catch up on uh, Netflix or Hulu. I personally don't prefer Netflix or Hulu. I think it's lazy TV watching, but it was a per- <laughs> it was basically a perfect night to do any of that. So let's uh, we'll start off with uh, some football. Yes, the good old football. Uh, the Jets they interviewed Chicago Bears executive Champ Kelly. Uh, the fourth candidate to meet with the Jets for its current GM job. Uh, Kelly's been the Bears' assistant director of player personnel for the last two years after joining the team as its pro scouting director back in 2015. Uh, The Jets have gone through a number of candidates. They interviewed uh, Philadelphia Eagles vice president of player personnel, Joe Douglas, New Orleans Saint director of pro scouting, Terry Fontenot, and Seattle Seahawks co-director of player personnel, Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, Adam Gase is currently the interim GM until they can find a replacement. Speaking of the NFL, uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell is continuing to reiterate his stance of wanting to reduce the four-game preseason schedule at a time, of course, when the league and the Players Association have begun their preliminary talks on a new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, Goodell is citing discussions he's had with coaches and saying that he doesn't believe that four preseason games are necessary to evaluate and develop players for the start of the, uh, the regular season. So we'll see what happens if they decide to change the schedule. Uh, finally... As we go over to baseball, you know that Mets announcer Ron Darling has been out battling thyroid cancer. Well, he's returning to the booth tonight. 
Uh, he said in April, of course, that he was taking a medical leave. Some three weeks later, he said a mask had been removed and he planned to return to work in about a month. The 58-year-old former pitcher says his cancer has been stabilized and he's been cleared to work. Darling, of course, helped the Mets win the 1986 World Series. In terms of today's action, both the local teams are back. Uh, the Yankees, they are in Toronto to place the Blue Jays tonight at 7.07. Masahiro Tanaka will get the ball for the Yankees. Uh, Clayton Richard will go for the Blue Jays. And the Mets there at home, City Field, to face the Giants tonight at 7-10. Noah Syndergaard will get the ball for the Mets. Madison Bumgarner will go for San Francisco. WKRB News Time now, 12-17. When we come back on the update this afternoon, it's time to talk about our weirder but true stories. We'll tell you about how a graduation cake was actually made of styrofoam and a hungry gator. Gobble down an entire bowl of guacamole. (laughs) And then, of course, we'll also talk about what happened on this day in history. It's coming up in just two minutes from now. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Tuesday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Attention men under the age of 35. You know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving. That could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls it drunk? You could kiss $10,000 goodbye, along with any chance of having a girlfriend. Because nothing says, I'm a catch, more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian. Tuesday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. Of course, we are always streaming online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're like YouTube, except we play music on WKRB.org. Beautiful, and I just mean a beautiful afternoon taking place so far. You want to go outside for lunch, maybe play a couple rounds of golf. Or, I mean, we're close by to Coney Island. You want to go take a walk down on the boardwalk? It's a perfect afternoon to do basically whatever you want to do outside. Uh, we'll give you details, of course, in our exclusive WKRB forecast uh, coming up in uh, in the next half hour. Uh, our WKRB news time right now is 1221. Uh, it is time to talk about the weirder but true stories we have this Tuesday. Uh, and we begin down in Pasadena, Texas, not California, Texas. Uh, there's a family there that could have used a saw instead of a knife to slice a graduation cake from Walmart that was made of plastic foam. Marcy Flores says the retail giant, the retail giants' store in Pasadena, Texas, had lost her order for a two-tier cake that she wanted for her daughter's graduation party. She says the manager told her to pick any other cake on display, and the store added a picture to the frosting. All was well until it was actually time to cut the cake, and they discovered plastic foam under the frosting. She returned to a store where a manager gave her a $60 gift card for the value of the cake, another gift card, and a real cake. Uh, in a statement, Walmart said that it was the result of a misunderstanding. I wonder how deep that under that misunderstanding was if you're giving people a cake made out of styrofoam. Might as well just made the you might as well just made the cake out of packing peanuts. It just seems <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, finally this afternoon, let's go down to Gainesville, Florida. Uh, there was a hungry alligator that crashed a picnic date by a Florida lake and gobbled down an entire bowl of guacamole. Taylor Forte had planned a picnic on Thursday for her fiancé, Trevor Walters, at Lake Alice before Walters was to leave for the Marines. Walters told WGFL that they were shocked and ran away from the blanket when the animals sprinted onto the beach. First, it ate a block of cheese, then some salami, half a watermelon, and a pound of grapes. Walters said the worst part was watching the gator consume a big bowl of guacamole. He says the reptile even devoured the entire bowl as well. The man wanted to scare the gator away, so he made himself look bigger, spreading his arms and making noise. Uh, the gator then crawled back into the water. I'll tell you this. Uh... I wish I could think I wish I could think half a thing of salami. 
You know how thick salami is by the pound? Go to your local your local corner store or your local board, bodega, depending on where you live, and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, people. I just I don't know anymore. <laughs> I've done too many. <laughs> I've done too many. I've done too many of these stories over the years. <sighs> All right. All right. Composure. WKRV News Time is now 1225. <laughs> Let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this June the 4th. The highlight of his day came in 1942 when the World War II Battle of Midway began, resulting in a decisive American victory against Japan and marking the turning point of the war in the Pacific. In 1812, the Louisiana Territory was renamed the, the Missouri Territory to avoid confusion with the recently admitted state of Louisiana. Also, the U.S. House of Representatives approved 79-49 to 49 a declaration of war against Britain. In 1919, Congress approved the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, guaranteeing citizens the right to vote regardless of their gender and sent it to the states for ratification. In 1939, the German ocean liner MS St. Louis, carrying more than 900 Jewish refugees from Germany, was turned away from the Florida coast by U.S. officials. In 1940, during World War II, the Allied military evacuation of some 338,000 troops from Dunkirk, France, ended. Uh, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill declared, quote, We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. In 1943, the president of Argentina, Ramon Castillo, was overthrown in a military coup. In 1944, U-505, a German submarine, was captured by a U.S. Navy task group in the South Atlantic. It was the first such capture of an enemy vessel at sea by the U.S. Navy since the War of 1812. Also, the U.S. 5th Navy began liberating Rome. In 1954, French Premier Joseph Lannel and Vietnamese Premier Bu Lok signed treaties in Paris according, quote, complete independence to Vietnam. In 1986, Jonathan J. Pollard, a former U.S. Navy intelligence analyst, pleaded guilty in Washington to conspiring to deliver information related to the national defense to Israel. Pollard, sentenced to life in prison, was released on parole in on November 20th, 2015. In 1990, Dr. Jack Kevorkian carried out his first publicly assisted suicide, helping Janet Adkins, a 54-year-old Alzheimer's patient from Portland, Oregon, end her life in Oakland County, Michigan. 
1998, a federal judge sentenced Terry Nichols to life in prison for his role in the 1995 bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City. In 2000, President Bill Clinton and Russian President Vladimir Putin ended their summit by conceding differences on missile defense, agreeing to dispose of weapons-grade plutonium, and pledging early warning of missile and space launches. And in 2003, Martha Stewart stepped down as head of her media empire hours after federal prosecutors in New York charged her with obstruction of justice, conspiracy, securities fraud, and lying to investigators. Uh, Stewart was later convicted of lying about why she sold her shares of I'm Clone System shock stock back in 2001, just before the stock price plunged. WKRB News Time Now 1229. We still have a lot more to cover on the update in our next half hour. We'll give you a recap of our top story. Justice Department lawyers are saying the new claims casting the addition of a citizenship question to a 2020 census uh, in a devious light are false. We'll give you details. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and weather together. We'll go to Wall Street. We'll talk some business news happening there. Later on, we'll talk national news, including how Virginia Governor Ralph Northam is finally taking a stand, calling for a special legislative session on gun control and insisting that his proposals be voted on by the entire state legislature. And in our honorable mention today, President Trump's tariffs on Mexico could mean your meal at Chipotle could be getting more expensive. They said the Trump administration just threatened tariffs on Mexican products could add $15 million to its costs this year alone. It's all coming up in our next half hour. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Tuesday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Queens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up. The whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Carvel Gray, and tune in with me on the Soul Jazz Phenom every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Travel through the music world. Some call it old school. Others call it classics. You'll hear artists like The Temptation. Donnie Hathaway. 
And good afternoon again, everyone. Welcome back to the update on a Tuesday. It's so beautiful outside. You could literally get lost just wandering around outside, enjoying the beautiful weather. Uh, that's really what happened to me. That's why we're on at noon and not we didn't air at 930 our usual time. But definitely go out there and enjoy the rest of this beautiful afternoon. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's get you a recap of our top story this afternoon. Uh, lawyers at the Justice Department are now claiming that uh, they're casting that the addition of a citizenship question to a 2020 census in a devious light are false. Uh, the lawyers filed papers late yesterday in Manhattan Federal Court in advance of a hearing tomorrow. The hearing was called after opponents of adding the question claimed last week that they'd unearthed new evidence linking the addition of the question to a Republican redistricting, redistricting expert who said that they wanted to aid white people and Republicans. The Justice Department lawyer said that the assertions are not only false, but legally irrelevant. They said that the new claims were an attempt to stop the Supreme Court from issuing a ruling by July on whether the question can be added to the census. The high court, however, seems poised to approve the question. We'll see what happens there. Uh, in the meantime, that is our top story on the update this Tuesday. Uh, let's get you around the city in the tail end of the morning rush. Uh, <laughs> the morning rush. Well, let's get you around the city in the early afternoon, whether you're traveling by train or by car. WKRB News Times now 1235. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started again with a check of the subways, your four, five, six, seven trains, and the Staten Island Railway, they have midday planned work on them. For more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work, or you can check mta.info. They have all the information there, too. Or you can download the My MTA app. Other than that, all the other subways that do not have planned work on them are running on or close to schedule. Let's go back over to the roadways. We'll start in Brooklyn this time. The Gowanus Expressway westbound. Accident blocking the left lane over at exit 26 Hamilton Avenue. You're backed up to Atlantic Avenue over at exit uh, 27. Further on the Gowanus going eastbound, there's another accident that's taking out two lanes this time. At exit 27 Atlantic Avenue, you're backed up to uh, the Belt Parkway over at exit number 21. 
in the Bronx on the Bronx River Parkway southbound. There's a minor crash over at exit 5, 177th Street. But you have delays backing you up toward the Bronx Zoo at exit 6. Lots of stop and go traffic delays. Those currently stand at about five minutes. And as we go toward the Hutchinson River Parkway southbound, there's an accident blocking the shoulder uh, over at exit uh, 5 at Orchard Beach near City Island and Co-op City. That's in addition uh, to road construction taking out two lanes between the span of the drawbridge on the Hutchinson River and over at exit 4 toward the New England Thruway. Stop traffic right now. Delays currently stand at about 20 minutes. Alternate side parking is suspended today for Id Alphatur. They will be for the next two days as well. But you do have to pay the meters. They're still in effect, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let's take another look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. This is truly one of the top 10 days of the entire year when it comes to the weather. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not a lot of humidity around. Uh, but as we go into tomorrow and the latter part of the week, uh, we'll have some shower chances to deal with, especially uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, for the rest of this afternoon, we'll have sunny skies, highs around 72. Tonight, we'll have partly cloudy skies, lows around uh, 64. Tomorrow for your Wednesday, we'll have a slight chance of showers in the early afternoon then another chance of showers and storms, otherwise partly sunny, highs around 82. Wednesday night will have showers and thunderstorms, lows around 67. Any rain that falls will be between a quarter and a half inch. And then on Thursday, we'll have a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly in the early afternoon before that, otherwise mostly cloudy, highs around 81. Currently outside right now, it is 62 degrees and sunny. Humidity at 42%. The winds are currently out of the north at 5 miles per hour. 62 degrees. We're going up to around 72 on what should be a beautiful afternoon in the city. WKRB News Time now, 1238. Uh, let's talk some business news now on this Tuesday. Stocks have been sharply higher all morning long as technology companies start to recover from yesterday's steep losses. And as investors continue to watch developments on the trade front, Mexican's foreign minister said he expects the two sides to reach an agreement and avoid a 5% tariff on Mexican goods. Apple, advanced micro devices, and bank stocks have all moved higher. Taking a look at the numbers right now, the Dow Jones, and Co- the Dow Jones Industrial Average is currently up 392 points to 25,212. The S&P 500 is up 41 points, and the NASDAQ is up 134 points. In Washington, Mexico says it sees a good chance of avoiding a 5% U.S. tariff proposed by President Trump when an agreement likely coming tomorrow. Uh, Mexico says that despite that optimism, it will be ready for a non-agreement scenario. The diplomatic counteroffensive launched by Mexico this week includes a meeting today between Mexico's trade negotiator and U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. And finally this afternoon, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says that the Fed is prepared to respond to the Trump administration's trade conflicts 
in order to protect the U.S. economic expansion if it decides that that would be necessary. The remarks were made at a conference in Chicago on how the central bank can make its interest rate policy more effective at a time when inflation remains chronically below the Fed's target level. Powell calls persistently low inflation the, quote, preeminent monetary policy challenge of our time because it limits the Fed's ability to support the economy by cutting rates. Tell you, Kirby News, time now, 1240. When we come back on the update this afternoon, it'll be time to talk national news. And we'll talk about how Virginia Governor Ralph Northam is finally taking a stand after the deadly shootings in Virginia Beach. But we will lead off next with the president expecting to begin hitting Mexico with tariffs next week in a continued dispute over illegal immigration. We lead off with that in just one minute. Uh, this is the update with Brandy Julian on a Tuesday afternoon here at 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, Just wanted to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB update. Welcome back to The Update. Brandon Julian, 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 1243. It is time to talk some national news on this Tuesday. And we begin this afternoon in Washington, where President Trump says that he expects to begin hitting Mexico with tariffs next week in a dispute over illegal immigration. Trump says, quote, millions of migrants entering the U.S. through Mexico is unacceptable and that Mexico must stop it. He says he thinks Mexico will take steps to halt the migrant flow, but if they won't, we're going to put tariffs on, end quote. The president, of course, last week threatened to impose a monthly 5% tariff on Mexican imports starting Monday, rising to a total of 25% by October. Mexican officials, of course, are in Washington to meet with their Trump administration counterparts 
and predicted today that an agreement could be reached during talks scheduled for tomorrow to avoid the tariffs. Trump commented at a news conference in London with outgoing British Prime Minister Theresa May. In other news this afternoon, down in Virginia Beach, Governor Ralph Northam has finally had enough. He's calling for a special legislative session on gun control and is insisting that his proposals be voted on by the entire state legislature. He says Friday's killing in Virginia Beach call, quote, for votes and laws, not thoughts and prayers. Uh, Northam says this package will include the same measure that state lawmakers have killed in subcommittees before. They include universal background checks, a ban on silencers and bump stocks, a red flag mechanism to remove guns from extremely high-risk people, child protection measures, and a requirement that gun owners report lost or stolen weapons. He says first responders were on the scene within two minutes after a Virginia Beach city worker opened fire inside of a government building, and yet 12 people were killed. Now he's calling on lawmakers to become second responders and put a stop to this violence. WKRB News Time is now 1245. Out west in San Francisco, the House Judiciary Committee is launching a bipartisan investigation into competition in the digital industry. The committee's statement yesterday, coming as news emerged of possible antitrust investigation of the Silicon Valley giants, didn't physically name any companies, but it was clearly aimed at big tech. It referred to a small number of dominant and unregulated platforms with extraordinary power over online commerce, communication, and information. The probe will examine if tech companies are being anti-competitive practices if they're using them, among other concerns. The investigation comes just days after reports that the the Department of Justice is preparing to investigate Google over antitrust concerns. The panel promises a sweeping review of market power held by technology giants, which would be the first time Congress has done such a thing. Meanwhile, out in Jefferson City, Missouri, in the heartland of America, attorneys for the state have subpoenaed physicians from the state's only abortion clinic amid the ongoing legal fight over the facility's license. The St. Louis judge, during a hearing today, will weigh whether the physicians will be forced to testify. The state is demanding answers from the doctors in the midst of a lawsuit over the St. Louis Planned Parenthood's license. Circuit Judge Michael Setzler intervened in the case just hours before the clinic's license was set to expire on Friday. He issued an order prohibiting Missouri from allowing the license to lapse. The health department had declined to renew the license in part because officials want to interview physicians at the clinic. The agency also cited concerns with, quote, failed abortions, compromised patient safety, and legal violations at the clinic. We'll be back with more national news coming up in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 1248. Hey, everyone. 
You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment. Together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. WKRB News Time is now 1249. In Washington, Chairman Jerome Powell says that the Federal Reserve is prepared, we talked about this in business news earlier, to respond to the Trump administration's trade conflicts to protect the U.S. economic expansion if it decides that it would be necessary. Powell was speaking at a conference in Chicago at how the central bank can make its interest rate policy more effective at a time when inflation has remained chronically below the Fed's target level. Powell calls the persistently low inflation the, quote, preeminent monetary policy challenge of our time because it limits the Fed's ability to support the economy by cutting rates. The chairman didn't specify in his remarks what the Fed might do to help bolster the U.S. economy, which is being buffeted by tariffs the Trump administration has imposed on China and threatened to impose on Mexico. In other news this afternoon, in Chicago, there's new research that shows that fatal falls have nearly tripled in older Americans in recent years, rising to more than 25,000 annual deaths. The findings highlight the importance of fall prevention. A separate study bolsters the evidence that programs focusing on improving muscle strength and balance can help achieve that goal. Both studies were published today in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Circumstances weren't included in the data, but traumatic brain injuries and hip fractures leading to steep health declines are among the causes of death in older adults who fall. Potential reasons for the trend include more older adults living longer into frail old age and rising use of medications affecting balance. WKRB News Time is now 12.51. Down in Orlando, Florida, with the 2020 census count less than a year away, there's a new report that says minority populations and small children are especially vulnerable to being undercounted. The report released today by the Urban Institute says anywhere from 900,000 to 4 million people living in the U.S. could be undercounted with blacks, Hispanics, and children younger than five most likely to be overlooked. States that most states the most at risk include Florida, California, Georgia, New York, Nevada, Texas, and New Mexico. Power and money are all at stake because the 2020 census determined the allocation of more than $675 billion in federal spending. 
The once-in-a-decade count also will determine which states gain or lose U.S. congressional seats. The prospect of a citizenship question could further chill people's willingness to be counted. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court is currently weighing its constitutionality. And finally this afternoon, back out west in San Francisco, an attorney for the Thomas Keller Restaurant Group says that a former employee who accused the chefs, accused the chefs, acclaimed New York and California restaurants of discrimination, was let go because of performance issues and not her pregnancy. The San Francisco Chronicle quoted a company lawyer as saying in court yesterday that Vanessa Scott Allen misconstrued pleasantries as a formal job offer. Scott Allen says she was denied a job transfer from Per Se in New York to the French Laundry in California and ultimately was let go shortly after her bosses learned that she was pregnant. Defense attorney Michael Bruno said the French Laundry's general manager, Michael Manillo, had previously worked with Scott Allen in New York and did not want to hire her because of her work performance at Per Se. The trial started yesterday in Napa County Superior Court. We'll be back with the celebrity birthdays for today when the update with Brandon Julian for a Tuesday afternoon returns in just 60 seconds. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. From New York City, doing business in the same location since 1904, this is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WK. R.B. This is the update, and it is time to talk about our celebrity birthdays. Sex therapist and media personality Dr. Ruth Westmeyer, Westheimer is 91 years old. Actor Bruce Dern is 83. Musician Roger Ball is 75, and so is actress and singer Michelle Phillips. Jazz musician Anthony Braxton is 74. Rock musician Danny Brown from The Fix is 68. Actor Parker Stevenson is 67. Actor Keith David is 63. Blues singing musician Tinsley Ellis is 62. Actress Julie Golson is 61, and so is actor Eddie Velez. Singer and musician Elle DeBarge is 58, and so is actress Julie White. Actress Lindsay Frost is 57. Actor Sean Pertwee is 55. Former tennis player Andrea Jaeger is 54. Opera singer Cecilia Bartoli is 53. 
rhythm and blues singer Al B. Shore is 51, and so is actor Scott Wolf. Actor and comedian Rob Hubel is 50, and so is comedian Horatio Sanz. Actor James Callis is 48, and so is actor Noah Wilde. Rock musician Stefan Lazard from the Dave Matthews Band is 45. Actor and comedian Russell Brand is 44. Actress Angelina Jolie is also 44, and so is actor Theo Rossi. Alternative country singer Casey Chambers is 43. Actor Robin Lord Taylor is 41. Rock musician Jojo Garza from Los Lonely Boys is 39. Country musician Dean Burner from Eden's Edge is 38. Model bar Riff Folly is 34, and so is Olympic gold medal figure skater Evan Lysak. Americana singer Shaky Graves is 32, and rock musician Zach Faro is 29. Those are the celebrity birthdays for this uh, June the 4th. Did you miss a live edition of The Update? Be sure to check out The Update podcast. Get local national news, sports, an honorable mention, and more in 15 minutes or less. Search for The Update with Brandon Julian on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, check out the extra update after each show on Facebook Live and IGTV for a headline check and another look at the exclusive WKRB forecast. Welcome back to the update, Brand Julian, everyone. Just enough time left for your honorable mention for today. We all know that the president is threatening tariffs on Mexico. Uh, but uh, Chipotle Mexican Grill says that the administration's threatened tariffs on Mexican products could add $15 million to its cost this year. Uh, their financial officer, Jack Herding, said yesterday that the tariffs could re- would reduce profit margins for the fast food company, which sells burritos and tacos, and claims to use 450,000 avocados a day. Uh, of course, under the administration's plan, tariffs will start at 5% on June 10th and rise to 25% by October. Herding says if the tariffs became permanent, Chipotle would offset them through cost-cutting efforts or modest price increases, such as a nickel per burrito. I know that's one thing that certain people uh, will not be happy about. WK- <laughs> uh, WKRB News Time now, 1258. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Final check of your rail conditions if you're heading out toward the subways right now. <clears throat> your 4, 5, 6, and 7 trains and the Staten Island Railway, they all have Minty plant work on them. For more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the My MTA app. Other than that, all the other subways that do not have planned work on them are running on or close to schedule. Alternate site parking is suspended today for Id Alphatur and for the next two days as well. But you do have to pay the meters. They're still in effect and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Final look at our forecast this afternoon. We'll have sunny skies, highs around 72. Tonight we'll have partly cloudy skies, lows around 64. Tomorrow for your Wednesday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in in the early afternoon. Then another chance, otherwise partly sunny, highs around 82. And for Thursday, we'll have a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly in the early afternoon. Otherwise, partly cloudy, highs around 81.
Currently outside right now, it's 66 degrees and sunny. Humidity is at 38%. The winds are out of the west at 5 miles per hour. 66 degrees. We're going up to around 72 this afternoon. Our thought for today is from Isaac Bashvis Singer, a Polish-born American Nobel Prize winning author, born in 1904 and died in 1991. Our thought for today is, when you betray somebody else, you also betray yourself. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that as we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Tuesday, June the 4th, 2019. That is the update on this Tuesday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us. Hoping your news is good news. We're back tomorrow morning at our normal time at 930. For all of us here at WKRB, thanks for joining us. Get out there and enjoy the afternoon. It's a beautiful day to do basically whatever you want it to. Thanks for joining us. And of course, as always, thanks for having us. In for news.